0: Kelsey Charles and Jane Slater.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Girls Talk, Boys Talk. I am your host today. Yes. Taking over (laughs) for... um, I got big shoes to fill, though. I realize that definitely not replacing by any means Jane Slater is taking the day off. Well-deserved rest day for our queen. I mean, listen, it's been a long week for a lot of us. Yeah. I think Cowboys Nation, um, this... The game didn't help. The developments after the game didn't help. Yeah. So, uh, but and you the, know what? We're all in it
2: together. Well, and the fact that it was a Sunday night. On yes. top of that, those Sunday night games are already brutal. The scaries. They they really those scaries hit. You have Sunday night, and yeah. then all of the, everything else that yeah, just yeah. piled on top. It, had was, the it was, the bubble was an guts. exhausting Monday. Uh, the there you go. <laughs> Don't lie.
3: No. <laughs> Once you say it out loud. I'm First of all, I would
2: never
1: okay? ignore,
3: me. ignore me. I mean we talked about bunions on here before. So we I did. think that you've kind of broken the bank. it's it's all open, it's all out there at this point. You might Hey, listen, yeah, I get the BGs before the game. I don't Yo, I don't have no shame. I feel like I bet you a lot of players get the BGs before the game. <laughs> it's a real thing. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. You can't help what your nervous system does. It's, I mean, it's an anxiety thing. It's yeah, all I'm good. Yeah, I'm struggling. Bless oh, you.
1: Hey, guys. Welcome to Chris Beam to the show. Uh, he is our one true king. Uh, Amazing. Our, Amazing. One of our producers as well. All right. So um, I do want to jump in, though, because while we're getting Aisha's mic fixed, we um, <laughs> We are also trying to simultaneously fix our quarterback and Oof. Dak Prescott had surgery yesterday on his thumb. I did tell you guys yesterday uh I I had like a similar injury in yeah. uh, in high school. Yeah. Didn't have to get the plate. Um and again, I wanted to preface what I was telling you guys yesterday and how it took like almost 8 weeks for me. Mm-hmm. Listen. I am not a professional athlete. Tracking. I was not dealing with a uh, professional training staff yeah. who can get me upright in like a, a shortened amount of time. So I want to make sure we all are aware of that. Yeah. Take my analysis in that regard with my experience with a grain of salt. But yeah. um, someone who did have some thoughts that I thought were pretty interesting nevertheless were uh, Jerry Jones. And so we're going to pop over to that quote real quick. He had his weekly appearance on 105 Through the Fan. And we're going to hear what he had to say right now.
0: As you know... Uh Uh, In medical, nobody knows those timelines good, but if we thought he wasn't going to be ready to go for uh, four games until after four games, we would put him on IR. We're not doing that. We think he can come in and play, so we don't want to not have him out there practicing. We want him uh, getting prepared, and we'll see how he uh, handles this thing, how it uh, heals, mainly how he can, uh, his strength, how he can grip the ball, what his status is. Uh, but that's not being an optimist. The proof is that uh, we got a good surgery, got good technique, and uh, feel uh, better about it than we did uh, Sunday night.
1: So the main takeaway from that, the shocking takeaway from that, I think is the four-week timetable. Mm-hmm. You can call it shocking. I personally was surprised to hear that. Yeah. Does it feel like uh, this team might be pushing him to get on the field sooner rather than later? I mean, what were your thoughts on hearing that four-week Estimate That would put him at the Rams game, okay? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he had the surgery yesterday, went to a specialist. We all know that's kind of the drill. Yeah. But I think the, the early projections were six to eight weeks, and now they're saying four. Jess, are you feeling comfortable with that number? Are you a little nervous about uh, what Jerry has to say about uh, his potential return?
2: look here's the thing I always get nervous about players returning from any form of injury so that's always a worry that you're you're putting them back in too quickly however you're talking about your franchise quarterback you're talking about your qb1 and you're talking about his throwing hand um, I think it would be one thing if it wasn't his throwing hand already an injury that is worth keeping an eye on you need both of your hands right it's your throwing hand and and I think my biggest fear uh, would be bringing him back to early and with that you re-injure and then you're in an even worse position than you were before and very similar to what we saw happen uh with the Buck side of the ball with Chris Godwin and and I think re-aggravating an injury is just something that you really have to be careful with and what I don't want to happen is say the Cowboys don't put Dak Prescott on IR which they're not going to right and what if he's not ready at that point then what so uh, it, it's kind of I think pushing him to come back a little too early. I'm not a doctor, though, so I'm not a surgeon. I didn't see what he was working with. But to me, it seems a little premature to uh, really just, to be honest, make Dak the scapegoat for saving the season if it's in a hole at that point because – if the cowboys aren't winning and, and there's so many factors that go into it right is if the cowboys aren't winning at that point then yeah they're they're going to be in more of a rush to bring him back sure. if they are though then you kind of have the leeway to say okay well you know we're winning we're in a good position i just i think it's too premature to make that decision right now
3: well yeah i'll second that i hearing the news i was like OK, mm-hmm. because, you know, like you were saying, Kelsey, about your personal story. I asked a couple of my friends that played the game and have had similar injuries. Um, it depends on the player. It also depends on how it breaks. If it's a clean break, it depends on if there's any ligaments broken. So I still want to hear a little bit more information as to why they came to that conclusion. Right. Um, however, I will say that um, with what you were saying, Jess, about him being rushed back and stuff like that, I don't know how all of IR and all that stuff works, but if they don't put him on I- IR and he's not starting at game four or game three or whatever, maybe they maybe they still want the opportunity to be able to slowly ease him back mm-hmm. into playing. Right. And yeah. So that may be the reason why. and Because you may see Cooper Rush or Will Greer, my opinion, you know, play. <laughs> play. <laughs> my bad. You might see them play. Y'all, I'm get, you might see them play. Right. But then in this like three game, that third th- game, three or right. game yeah. four or whatever, yeah. maybe Dak plays the second half. Right. Maybe. Or, you know, maybe they just start easing him with snaps. So I kind of want to keep my ears low to the ground and see what happens with that. But when you're talking about I don't know if I know we're going to get into it like more about the game because I still got a lot to say. Um, oh, girl, me too. What we're, else, we're all still, but in still to doing his, that. Yeah. In, in regard to his injury, I feel like. I, I definitely was positive about it because I think one thing we also yeah. have to understand too is that Dak is a diligent worker, mm-hmm. and whatever way he can get back on the field, he's going to. Yeah. They were talking about he was he was even have his surgery the same night if he would have if he would have had the opportunity to. So yeah. I think that's something we also have to consider when we're talking about players coming back from injury. Yes, Britt Brown and them they're fantastic at what they do. What they did with Jalen Smith was insane. Yes. So that was magic. It was yes. absolute magic. As someone that has nerve damage down my left leg insane what they were able to do with him so I definitely have faith in the Cowboys training staff and them being able to help him but I definitely want us to keep considering the quarterback and how how the quarterback works and this quarterback Wants to be on the field, so he's yeah. probably going to do everything he possibly can to do that. So I just yeah. wanted to consider him there.
2: Kelsey, I wanted to ask you yeah. yesterday. I meant to ask you after that surgery, what did your thumb feel like? And even now that it's years later, is there some things or, or some some ways you can't really move it? And again, we're not yeah. saying that it's it's the right comparison, right? We we just said that, but sure. I'm just curious: Is there any limitations you have with your thumb that maybe you know you've noticed or no. anything like that?
1: No honestly I mean it really was it's just like a pin I have I have a scar mm-hmm. I have a little scar if I could if I felt like I you would be able to see it it's so yeah my it's so small you can't even tell it's there all right you have a scar because they literally put a pin this is my specific surgery they put a pin through my thumb to like connect the bones again mm-hmm. and you just had to like they, it, it just looked like a little like um I don't even know it just was a pin through mm-hmm. my thumb and, yeah okay and honestly everything's fine I don't even re- remember that I have it hmm. so I mean I, I have full confidence like you said in this training stuff I'm yeah. not worried about them I I think the one thing, I think you made a really good point. when you do go to IR, you don't have the ability to participate in some of the activities. Some of the practices. They want him to yeah. practice. They, they want him to yes. stay around. They yes. want him to because yeah. this
3: is a young receiving core, like we've Correct. been talking about and stuff. So I, I definitely feel like they just wanted to keep the option of him being on the field. Yeah. Because exactly. it is also because it is a thumb thing. And if I and I do believe if it wasn't a thumb, you've seen players have injury, finger injuries and still play through them. Yeah. So I think, it was like
1: big clubs. Tracking. Yeah. Tracking. Yeah. So I'm sure, the tape and, I'm sure he's I'm sure he's
3: extremely frustrated because he's like out of all the fingers. It had you to know, be a thumb I could have he probably could have dealt with you know with the yeah. being able to grip the ball and stuff so I think they just want him close and to continue to work with them so yeah. I'm just I at this point just given everything that's transpired, I'm learning myself to take things with a grain of salt mm-hmm. but with the supporting evidence once we get it, supporting evidence <laughs> once we get it <laughs> if we get any um, <laughs> then I, I'll go ahead and make a determination for yeah. but, but for Dak, I, I'm happy. That it's not as serious, or oh, it's, yeah. it's not going to be, because I, I think time away from the game is hard on him. So I definitely yeah. think this is good for him. Yeah, yeah, let's go. We did talk about the backup quarterback situation, and obviously, I think you
1: have a preference. I, it sounds like you, <laughs> you, you like Will Greer, and like, I, mean, I respect it. Because, like, listen, I don't think yeah. going into training camp, anyone thought that he would be yes. giving Cooper Rush the time that he did. I mean, listen, yeah. like it was like I like to joke about Ben DiNucci. I'm a Ben DiNucci stand. I love Ooh, him. I was just about to bring him because up. it's just it's <laughs> fun for me. Like I go full blown like no, internet that's... on game day. Like get It's a little reckless. That's fine. Like, all caps, Kelsey, okay? So, you know, but I I feel like for me, how do you guys feel about the backup quarterback situation? Because at this point in time, it is going to be Cooper Rush is Mm. your number one guy. Yeah, But I think back to the quarterbacks in the backup room in years past where Mm. I almost feel like we got a little... Uh, spoiled, dare I say, with our backup quarterback situation. I mean, we had guys who were previous starters in the league who are backing up Dak, who are backing up Tony. So you knew when Kyle Orton went in the game, yeah. he had done it before, yeah. right? You knew when Matt Castle went in the game that he had done that in Kansas City. Like, you didn't have to worry about that. Cooper Rush. I mean, you it's very limited the time he spent as a starter on the NFL field.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. uh, so, my thing about Cooper Rush, and I, all respect to him for what he did in Minnesota, sure. and obviously being around, it sounds like yeah. Dak and him have a good relationship, and he feeds, uh, he feeds information into Dak. Because sometimes, I notice that about back, a lot of backup QBs. Some, a lot of backup QBs know the game. They they just struggle with still you know the, process, the executing yeah so there's it's like still Kellen Moore absolutely <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, so literally shots fired <laughs> so there's still some you, there's still some you know information he's getting there but the thing that I saw with Cooper Rush um, in training camp and this is something that happened last year as well is that it just felt like that ball is late getting to those receivers It's just mm-hmm. not enough zip on it and I in the preseason you even saw like the ball was so late that some of these wide receivers were put in weird positions. But I will also say, uh, this is a point that was brought up on um, Skywalker Steel's show earlier today. Hey, there is something to be said about the fact that Cooper rush and Will Greer have gotten, you know, numerous sa- um, snaps in yeah. practice with those gentlemen, those, you know, the two, the Houston's, the Jalen mm-hmm. Tovers, who I hope yeah. we talk about today. It, like he, like, so there is a little bit, maybe, you know, with Dak coming in, no preseason, those guys maybe are not fully connected, but they, they did have preseason games together, so I thought that was a good point.
2: And to your point, you know, what's it, oh, man, I, I really wish it wasn't a form of foreshadowing. Uh, during the preseason, or the preseason, the pregame warm-ups mm. on Sunday, my dad and I were sitting there watching Dak and we were watching Cooper Rush, and we were sitting there comparing the two. Like, look at how it's how zippy Dak is when did he you throws. you tell us that you did this to us, Jess? I'm it's not saying that. <laughs> I don't want to be the bad omen. Nobody tweet me tell me I'm the bad omen. Oh <laughs> my goodness. But You can see it. You can see the visible difference. But to your point about him working with all of, really, the wide receivers throughout throughout training camp – do I have as much faith in Cooper Rush no. as I do in Dak Prescott? No, no obviously absolutely. nobody will. Yeah. He's, sure. He is your second string quarterback for a reason. However, I would feel a little more nervous if he didn't get as many snaps as he did during the preseason, both him and Will Greer, and, and mostly him, because Will Greer was down for a good amount of the preseason. Yeah. So he was really having that time to connect with the wide receivers, mm-hmm. to make those connections. And looking back now, it's probably a good thing that mm-hmm. he did get those preseason snaps and he got those practices and he was getting those second reps right behind Dak and um, I'm not saying I'm 100% confident in him because everybody has a right to be nervous when you're talking about a backup quarterback right but I, I think people aren't giving him enough credit to the work he did put in this this preseason during the offseason that he did and the guys have the respect for him in the locker room. It's not like he's just walking in here. He has those pre-established relationships with these guys. He's been here. He's he's somebody that they look up to and they respect. So that's hard to earn as well.
3: Well, and I, I will also say, and I'll get, let you go ahead, Kelsey, but I, no. I wanted to say with the will, uh, will Greer thing, I, when, you know, Will Greer started, you know, kind of competing with Cooper Rush for that position, I said to myself, like, which quarterback – if Dak was to go down, which quarterback is going to cause me to have to change my offense more? Yeah. And right now, even more especially, that to me is Cooper Rush because of the – really because of the lack of mobility. I don't know what – I sounds like the Cowboys want Cooper Rush under center. I will say that Jerry did say when he was doing his interview earlier, he mentioned Will Greer's name. He did. He mentioned the competition. He mentioned what they saw and, you know, like We know how those interviews go sometimes, but I did take some good information from there, and I felt like I was just even happy they were mentioning—he mentioned his name. Yeah. Because, I mean, you haven't even been hearing his name in this conversation since Dak went down. It was Cooper Rush, automatically. So I was very happy to hear— even the idea of Will Greer's name being thrown out there because we haven't gotten to see him. And I don't know. I just think he gives gives this offense um, a better chance to you know to keep moving the ball. Like, well, to move the ball at this point. Absolutely. Anything we'll get to, to move to that. the ball. Literally. We'll get to that. Well,
1: we are going to talk about more of how this team is reacting to the situation at hand um, after the break. We've got some uh, interesting thoughts and some developments that these players have been showcasing mm. post-game. That and more coming up next.
4: Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas.
0: The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. The star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020 Bank of America Corporation. Little sweet, did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way So sweet, unique Baby, there's nothing better I bet you've probably done something That deserves a Dr. Pepper Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is It's a non-fungible token Everyone's done something
1: Welcome back to another segment of Girls Talk Boys Talk brought to you by Jigsaw dating, the preferred dating app of the Dallas Cowboys. We we're just talking before we get back into it <laughs> about how like I'm pretty sure uh, we we're talking about our dating lives and how um I think if you're not a Cowboys fan, like I don't think it's gonna work. Like, right. not, I understand having a ch- like a, like differences like that actually makes you a stronger couple for yeah, some people. Yeah. But like every Sunday, you have to know what we're doing.
2: Right. Like, well, and you have to thing. keep up. And, and if you're gonna watch Girls Talk, Boys Talk, which you absolutely should, <laughs> you're not gonna know what's going on. So yeah, is and you cannot be a Philadelphia fan. I'm sorry. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely. That's a hard. That's a hard line. Absolutely Anybody not. watching this? <laughs> If they are a Philly fan, red flag, automatic run, Immediately say no, no, just leave, yes. just just tell them. I don't need to give you a reason. I question You're your sanity. Fan. Like I'm concerned. Uh-huh. I just question the kind of person you are. Just, <laughs> but okay. yeah, moving
1: on. All moving right. On. So um, that would be our response if you came to us as a non-Cowboys fan trying Facts. to hang out with us for the long term. Um, but I do want to dive into more of how the team is responding to exactly. this. Ugly, ugly game. Um, I know you all saw it, so I hate to rub it in. I'm going to say it again. Uh, Dallas Cowboys were the only team in week one to not score a touchdown. So that is
2: fun. Salt in wound. Yeah. Salt in
1: wound. I just love how we keep collecting trophies of the wrong type. Please stop. It, it's
2: exactly what it is. And, and it's, it, you know, to an extent, it's when is enough enough of this? Right. And how, I mean, we all hear it all the time, whether it's on Twitter, whether we're watching it, no matter what. Are these kind of things being brought up in the locker room is my question is, mm. hey, guys, this is unacceptable. This is it's embarrassing, really. And right. and I think there's so many guys all this entire team deserves better than to be that low in the totem pole mm-hmm. across the NFL. Yeah, it's embarrassing to say the least. I think that's the
1: only way you can describe it. Yeah. But I do feel like as a player, this game is just as mental as it is physical and you really do have to figure out how to have a short-term memory you know that was obviously a terrible game you have to be able to stand up and shake it off and move on and I want to let you guys hear what Dalton Schultz had to say and get your thoughts on that because I feel like he has emerged as a leader on this team in recent years and and I I really love what he had to say so uh uh Jazzy let's let's hear what Mr. Schultz
4: yeah I mean not not how we wanted to start the year off absolutely um But then again, obviously, there's like any first game, whether win or lose, there's a lot of really good tape to watch. Um, So that's all we can do. Go back, you know, evaluate what we did um, and come back ready to go next week.
1: All right. So, Aisha, I mean, thoughts? Because, again, like he kind of he didn't even have like an amazing game, but he at the same time had one of the best games of anyone who was on the Cowboys team. Doesn't say much.
3: I wanted to. So listening to the interview and listening to the players' interviews, especially when you start talking about, like, tight end, Rewatching this game over and looking at the tape and stuff, like, there's only so much some of these guys can do in these situations. And I really want to bring attention to the play calling. Like, it's – I watched watched the game over and over again because I thought I was tripping. Pain. (laughs) I thought I was tripping because I kept seeing plays that I saw in the 49ers game. The mm-hmm. Saints game last mm-hmm. year. I started seeing a lot of the same things happening and it was really frustrating in this game too because the Cowboys did have some success running the ball early. They did have some, like the tight ends were Peyton Hendershot was not afraid to get in there and block. I saw some good things from him. They were getting, they had some, some success uh, taking the edges, running the edges and uh, scheming up things there and they went away from it. And when they went away from it, it really, at that point, there's seven DBs in coverage. They're rushing for like the Broncos did the blueprint. And, Dang it, Vic! More pain. <laughs> honestly, there was no be, the lack of the lack of their not being a vertical threat mm-hmm. really hurt the Cowboys. It desperately hurt the Cowboys, and I, I can't explain it. Like there is a there is an element in football that I think doesn't get talked about a lot, and it's just player to player respect. What do you do well? We yeah. can sit here and talk about X's and O's all the time and stuff, but. If that team doesn't respect what you do offensively, it do, it doesn't it doesn't matter what you're flashing. It doesn't matter what's going on. And very quickly, early in that game, you could tell that Tampa Bay said, "We we know y'all can't pass the ball." <laughs> <laughs> they were like, they were jumping routes. They were they were biting on everything. It was just so evident. And I just right now with this offense, I'm trying to figure out where the preparation is because. Even casual fans can look at this game and say, why did you go away from the run? Right. Why would you go away from the run? Ezekiel Elliott averaging 5.2, 5.2 yards a carry. Why would you go away from the run? And, I, I mean, granted, your quarterback didn't play well. He didn't play well. But at the same time, it felt as though they were almost scheming into the, the worst parts of that of that defense. It was yeah. They played into what Tampa Bay wanted them to do and it was so frustrating because you're waiting for a counter you're waiting for what's the next thing you're waiting for a second half adjustment so excuse me for going on my rant, but when I hear Doug Schultz, who I think is trying to put forth the best effort he can in a contract in, a, in on a franchise tag yep this stuff can't happen penalties we talked about oh, penalties don't get me and started. granted and granted we heard Kellen uh Kellen Moore comment on um you know on guys if they can't if they can't hold up, if they right. can't play that role and, you know, play that that uh, position at a high level, then maybe you'll find another guy. And I feel for Terrence Steele because he doesn't have a record of getting a whole bunch of pre-snap stuff, but those were drive killers. And I'm just right. right. I'm sorry, y'all. Right now where I'm at is it's, it made me sad hearing uh, Dalton Schultz because I'm like, He can only do so much as a receiver. He can only do so much for this offense. These receivers are going to have to come on with it, too.
2: Well, and for Dalton Schultz to step up and be the leader of the offense, like you you just said, he's on that franchise tag. Mm -hmm. So this is his year to prove he is that guy. I am worth the contract. So he he made a statement early in this game to say, hey, I'm clutch. I'm here. I'm wide open. I'm going to make myself wide open. And, you know, again, that doesn't say much for the game that they had, but mm. some something else he said during that post-game uh, interview in the locker room was, he said, quote, you got two choices. You can either run away from the storm or you can run right into it. Mm. I know myself included, and everybody in this locker room is running right into that MF. That's just our approach. I'm not trying to get bleeped out, everybody. I'm not <laughs> trying to cuss on here. But Can't relate. It, <laughs> but here's the thing. I... I respect Dalton Schultz and the stance that he's taking is becoming really an offensive leader because looking back to his rookie season, everyone said, who? Dalton Schultz? Who's that? He's not going to be here this year. He's not going to make the 53. We're never going to hear that name again. He's really established who he is as a player uh, for this team and and in that tight end position. And I can can respect that. However, (laughs) you can only respect so much, right? When The other team has zero respect for you, especially early on, like you said, Aisha, to your point when they saw exactly what they saw last time that they played them like, oh, this is going to be easy because it's the exact same thing. It's the exact same deficits that you had last season that ultimately, one, cost you the game and two, that you still haven't changed. And I think the most frustrating thing, um, you know, I'm I'm talking with my Cowboys fan side of my brain here is. When when Jerry Jones, or not Jerry Jones, when Mike McCarthy spoke yesterday uh, in the press conference, he said, we're not changing anything. The play calling's not changing. And Kelsey, you said this. Something has to change. You have your backup quarterback in well, who doesn't have the same play style as Dak I'm literally, something I don't, don't believe change. you when you say that to me. Well, no.
3: Well, when you're talking about not changing the play calling, if you don't change the play calling and get more receiving options on the field. mm mm-hmm then you're not – nothing's going (laughs) to – literally there were so many plays when you look at the tape that there were only three receiving options at the end of like – and I think – and this could be me. They were sending the tight ends in to help, you know, out with the tackles. I think that they overhelped a little bit too much with Tyler Smith. And I understand Mm – and I understand wanting to help, but there were quite a few instances where he had his guy. He was fine. But when you bring that tight end in there to chip – and they're not running a route. Right. They're they're not running a route. That, that takes
1: a, away one other offensive threat. Yeah, they're yeah. not
3: an option. And w- one of the biggest problems in this game yesterday, well, yesterday, Sunday, was that there were far more defensive players on the field and not enough receiving options. And that's scheme. Yep. That scheme. That's preparation. And... There was never an adjustment for that. I'm sorry, I'm fussing again. No, but
1: no. I, I just want to dive underneath like the surface a little bit with that too, because you're talking about how you have a tight end there, and and everyone, us included, especially. I mean, I, I'll take credit for that. I was I'm worried about putting a rookie tackle mm. out there at the left tackle position. Yeah. So to me, it feels like mentally they're trying to be like, "Hey, man, we got you. Yeah, like we got you." But in doing that. You're
2: compromising so many other things. You are.
1: And I also feel like, too, are you, as a coordinator, betraying the trust of your team? We Mm. talk so much about culture and how people were bought into Mike McCarthy and all of that. But then on the coordinator level, do your players trust you to ultimately scheme up the plays to get the job done? If you look at... Okay. I'm not...
2: Yep. No, I, I want to hear – I want, I want Let's you go. to air it out because here's Do the thing. No, I mean, this tape, this tape was brutal.
3: Did this tape was brutal. This tape was brutal. Let us have it. Well, I just like The tape was don't brutal. It was brutal because guys weren't finishing routes. Guys looked like they had checked out a certain place. Guys knew the ball wasn't going to them, so they didn't it, – it was a couple of times like, – I don't know if that Did it has go like any-
1: full Jalen Smith though, like when he no. would like stop? I don't Ooh, know if it has anything. You guys anything. are on a new level today. I don't know oh, if it has wow. anything.
3: Well, the new level is having <laughs> to watch that film over again. Uh, girl. Like it was very yeah. hard for me. I am emotionally drained. Yeah. You play action five times, five times when you are averaging 5.2 yards of carry. You have a young receiving core. You have to do things. To- Listen, if you're not going to scheme. Scheme ways for this this um, receiver core to get open. You're either going to have to go at people early vertically and yeah. just at least at, at, at like the threats there have some success there, or you need to run the ball and make them. Well, here's the You're thing. You're going
2: to. Here's the thing. All of this sounds like something that we've heard from so many people: uh, Mike McCarthy, uh, Kellen Moore, uh, Jerry Jones, called fundamentals. What is going on? <laughs> The, we're not even. We're the Cowboys aren't even doing that. The Cowboys seem to have just ditched it, and really, it, it's frustrating because it. I haven't. I haven't had it in me to go back and watch the game, Aisha. So I give you so I'm much credit. I'm not gonna make you do it. Please you don't, don't, don't it to,
3: make me. I'll take it uh, on the chin first. Don't Do that for yourself. I
2: will say. I will say though, from what I saw at the game, they ditched it early, and I'm talking. First end of first quarter, you knew what what route we were going down. Whether you wanted to be in denial or not, you knew the Cowboys were not going to look good. You, you there was hope at halftime. Hey, can we readjust? Can the Cowboys come out? Can they readjust? Can they can they do all the things they need to do? And then you see them again, the first possession of the third quarter, the same thing when do we go back to the fundamental of of football and and saying finish your routes at least at at the very least do the bare minimum mm -hmm. And, and I think that's so so frustrating and to your point another thing you can only do so much when you have those momentum killers and i'm going to i'm going to mm-hmm. bring this up every day until we we really don't see any more penalties coming from the cowboys the number 127 everybody why is that significant the amount of penalties the cowboys had last year and the amount of penalties that killed the momentum in, during in. this game and possibly gave the cowboys uh, a more of st- one step forward, 20 steps back, literally, yeah.
3: because you are putting yourself in a worse position when you are struggling and to you make the have, first down every single you, time. Yeah, and you don't have – you can't get in down and distance with with no vertical threat right now. Yeah. And I'm not saying C.D. Lamb is not a vertical threat. Don't, don't get it twisted. I think that he has the capability. But he can't do it all. But tracking that. Yeah. Tracking that. And so – Another thing, the Cowboys went to, oh, so you just so want to fight? This Fly wants to get in on the <laughs> so, action. Fly so, is saying, hey, I have just, some things to air out Mr. today, Mr. Fly too. is
1: heated along, he along is. with
3: us. Um, but, no, like, I, d- I definitely felt like there was no rhythm. Uh, there was never, and, and Dak needs a rhythm. I really expected for them to have the same approach as a Tampa Bay that, hey, offensive line, yeah. got some young guys on here. We're going to try to get the ball out, have some quick intermediate routes and be successful there. And it was just Nothing seemed like it was intentional. It was just like, oh, this is there. This is there. And it's just – I can't explain it. It was, it was too much slow, progressive developing plays for receivers, especially like a Dennis Houston who struggled Oof. to get off the line of scrimmage with, with yeah. in the bump and run. Right. That's that's not it. And, that's and not it. We
2: talked about Dennis Houston yesterday and I I can see Dak wants him to be a clutch receiver. I can see that Dak was trying to get the ball to him mm-hmm. and whether it was a target issue or a, he was an open issue, whether it was both, whatever the case was. I just don't feel like these guys were set up for success mm. in this game and and they weren't set up for success early on when the play calling didn't change. Kellen Moore starts off with these fancy play calls in the first quarter, first drive, and I'm like, "Okay, I I see you, I think, but <laughs> but, but are we going to continue to do this? Like I, I don't think. know, I don't know if I like this or not, but at least we're doing something different?" question mark. Let's see what happens. And then by the end of the first quarter, we're back to the same thing that we saw end, uh, end the Cowboys season with the 49ers game. The exact same play calling or or lack of that that just doesn't work. And and again, it's a scheme thing. The scheme is not working for the offense. And you even go back to some of those postgame pressers or uh, media interviews in, in the locker room, and really you go back. D-Law is saying, you know, hey— but it, the defense did, uh, did a great job, Absolutely. right? So he's saying their job is to create ton- turnovers, give the offense more opportunity to score, and if they have to score, they have to do it. Y'all were doing that. I mean, yeah. you know, that's that's what you were doing. The offense just has to finish the delivery there. He said, um, you know, now it's his job to get the soldiers in line and handle their jobs. Zeke mentioned to clean up the protection, clean up the penalties. Mm. Gee, I wonder why he mentioned that. <laughs> because guess who else did? Tyler Smith, that, uh, you know, the flags created missed opportunities. And then Dalton Schultz talked about his running into the storm, but also mentioning too many penalties. And they were beating themselves mm-hmm throughout the game not playing easy fundamental football and then you know you just keep hearing yeah. the same thing over <laughs> you, and over you from do. all these
1: guys. And I actually want to break that down here in a minute because I think all of us are in a position where we're just kind of beside ourselves. We're like how did we go through last season and quite literally come out of that worse? Yeah. And how did we expect?" To be better based off of a lack of action, a lack of discipline, whatever you want to call it. So yeah. um, I do this thing in, in work where we kind of do like a debrief, we summit at the end of an event of some sort, and we do key learnings. So we're gonna talk about key learnings coming up next. That this team absolutely has to take away from that dumpster fire of a game. You know, I I don't ever ever want to watch that film ever again. I don't think I I can't Same. even imagine that you did that. I I could never. Um and just break it down for these guys and like here's what you need to do to make Make sure to keep this team afloat for when Dak gets back. That's coming up next.
4: Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to the final segment. Girls Talk, Boys Talk. Joined by... Aisha Morrison Jess Navarro I'm Kelsey Charles if you don't know me by now and we are brought to you by Jigsaw Dating for dating app the Dallas Cowboys also the GOAT yes also the GOAT save (laughs) us from ourselves on the dating apps we won't even go to there yet we don't have time we are here though to save the Dallas Cowboys from themselves so you know what listen there's not a lot of silver linings in this last game. I probably pulled out a well, a, maybe like a two or three. We'll, we'll get to those at the end. But I do want to get key learnings. Mm-hmm. You dug into the tape, Aisha. So let's break it down. Let's make it really tangible. Like a list, right? Like a checklist. Because apparently like this team needs that, and I'm okay with providing that. I'm a good list maker. Like, look, I got all these things. I right was going to say,
2: how about we make a list, we keep it, yes. and then we come back next week and we go over our list. I
1: love that. So what are some of the things that this team absolutely has to get right to keep themselves afloat, honestly, dare I say, just through this next game, <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, one day at a time. Yeah, I, I would honestly, I would think we talked about the penalties, but oh, don't get me. Started we talked about again, the penalties, please. but just run the ball. Just, just it. I think it's difficult for for teams to like stick with because it does drain the clock. There is anxiety involved in mm-hmm. just having trust and running the ball. But your average, if you're averaging five point two yards a clip. Why? Right. Why? Because eventually they're gonna tire out, or eventually they're gonna have to bring another guy down there, and that's gonna make things easier for your young receiver core. The play action there was like I talked about. There was only five play action uh, play action plays, and they weren't they weren't that successful. They weren't designed that well either. So I I feel like in this situation you saw some success running the ball. You did. Tyler Smith had his few little growing pains, but yo. He's moving people out the way. You have a guy that is going to continue to develop, stay healthy. It's it's nice. McGovern went down at left guard. Uh, Matt Farneyak stuck. That fly Your really fly wants to get Matt, in here. Get up off my get out of my business. <laughs> so Matt Farniak wants to it's, Frank the fly. He stepped in and we saw it wasn't. It, he didn't. It's, it was his first debut. You know, at right. left guard, but it, yeah. Jason Peters is insurance. Don't know what they're going to do with him. That's going to be this, interesting. This yeah, O line could could make an upgrade there like you 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 never know and if you do do that you already saw you could run the ball effectively mm-hmm. without against, against, without that and the bucks defense is no joke right their front seven is no joke so with that i am confident in the ability and i'm i'm hoping that they continue to run the ball because i think if you don't the past scheming you're doing is not gonna do anything. You just have to run the ball and make somebody respect what you're doing. What about you, Jess?
2: Okay, so obviously we're gonna stick to uh, my f- least favorite favorite thing to talk about, which is penalties. I was I was waiting for
3: this. From
2: I'm I'm gonna say it every week until it doesn't happen. Clean it happen. up, boys. Every. <laughs> I feel like uh, Sandra Bullock in the Blind Side and she's like run the dang ball. That <laughs>
1: I've never seen it just for the record. Oh, <gasps> Kelsey Oh wait, Charles. no, I have just kidding just kidding. Don't don't hate me. You
2: made me pull out the first and last name. Okay. Well, anyway, so aside from the penalties, I added to to that cuz you said run the ball is on the list, but I put dot 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 and stick to it because that's the key thing. Is sure you ran the ball, we we saw that and it was working. But at what point are are we ditching the run game altogether? And 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 Zeke's getting ten touches per game. Un, uh, right, and and it's unacceptable. So personally, adding to the list, I want Zeke to bust a hundred yards. Uh, that is really the only way I think the Dallas Cowboys can really be effective in a game is when that man is eating and he is eating 100-yard games. We have seen it be successful. We we have seen it. We know it can happen. We know he can do it. We know he's no longer injured this season, and he's healthy. And he's he looks, ready. He looked better. He looked he great. Looked good, right? When he was busting through, I was just waiting. Just keep going. Keep pounding it. Keep going and, and running. He was He was ready for a game. And he came out also with something to prove because he had a lot of scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Let, let's Checking call it what it, it is. He had a lot of scrutiny last season. Oh, he's washed up. Oh, he he's not the running back and Tony Pollard this. Yeah. And he had a lot to prove and Zeke just didn't have the opportunity to really shine like I think he was ready to. Mm-hmm. Right. So for me, I'm adding to this list, I want to see Zeke have a 100-yard game and and I I will not at accept minimum. anything at minimum, and I won't accept anything less than that.
1: Let's go. I'm, I'm Speaking preaching. Speaking into here. existence. No, but I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna. I'm gonna build upon that just because I feel like. We've touched on this several times. And accountability is really important with this team. You got to have the guys in the field that are going to make it happen. But I really, it's equally as important that you have the guys who are scheming up the plays, who are putting you in a position to succeed. And I really feel like this Cowboys offense looks one dimensional. And the lack of in game adjustments is wildly concerning to me. And it just simply cannot happen anymore. Like, you you absolutely have to be nimble. You have to adjust. You have to take what the defense is giving you and and do something with it. Mm-hmm. Like, react. Respond. I know you had a plan, but if the plan shifts, take it day by day and do something with it. Like, I need to see a little bit more of a dynamic uh effort if I will say. Tracking. It is dynamic needs to be all the effort. It's
3: going to take with the, with the loss of a Dak Prescott. Yes. It's going to take a all-around effort. Correct. It, because you cuz you, yeah. it's their losses were big prior to this. You know, from in the receiver room. But now like with no with no Dak Prescott, your receiver I'm telling you, the receivers are going to have to step it up a notch. And that's I mean that's coming to every ball. That's running each route as, as hard as you can because you don't know when you're going to be open. right
2: And we already knew that the receivers for the Cowboys had to step up going Tracking. into this game pre Dak injury. Tracking. Now you're talking even more pressure because you now have to reestablish that chemistry with Cooper Rush. Given we, we saw it during the preseason, and like you talked about, that's going to become a factor that he did get a lot of those reps in. But they've been practicing with Dak getting ready for the Bucks game. Right. No, so right. now you have to reestablish that chemistry. And you have even more to prove after the way that game ended after being the only team in the NFL to not score a touchdown. You need to be in the end zone. All of you in the end zone. <laughs> go sit in the end zone. <laughs> like, let me go talk to that team and be like, I want to see each and every one of you in the end zone this, this weekend. Because at the end of the day. That is, a lot of them are younger players. It's demoralizing for them sure. to sit there and say, "Oh, you guys can't even make it in the end zone." That's so demoralizing. Right. And and I want to believe. I want to believe. That they are so much better than what they showed us, yeah. and and maybe that's the delusion. Maybe no. I'm not sure, but it's game we, one. We saw yeah, one. so Sorry. many better things in those joint practices and in the preseason snaps with some of the receivers that we're seeing right now. We yep. saw great things from them. Yep. I I just again. Uh, To your point, it's it's the first game. Yes, the first game. The sky's not falling. It's not. It's okay, everybody. We can breathe. We can be upset, but the sky's not falling. And so, um, really, to your point, though, I... I agree. I think a dynamic effort all around is much needed. Let's go, Kellen. All right, guys. Well, we are out of time. So those
1: are some of our key learnings for the day. I'm going to end it on a high note, though, because you know what? I just feel like little um, victories is how yeah, we like to play, yeah. um, especially in times like these. So our dear friend John Machado, who's just on the uh, Beat Writer podcast before us, tweeted this little snippet out. So uh, just ending on this high note, Micah Parsons was explosive as a pass rusher in week one. He notched two sacks against Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. Along with the sacks, Parsons led the team with two quarterback pressures and led the league in pass rush win rate, according to NFL's next-gen stats at 60%. So way to go, Micah. Guys, thanks for joining us. We do appreciate it. Uh, Jane Slater is back in the saddle tomorrow. Come on, hang out with us. Same time, same place for Aisha Morrison, Jess Navarro's Kelsey Charles. This has been another episode of Girls Talk, Boys Talk. We'll see you guys tomorrow.